Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. Today in the studio. Hi, my name is Melissa Dahl. My book, Cringeworthy, is a nonfiction book about feelings of embarrassment, self-consciousness, awkwardness, and just generally things that make me cringe. And I wrote it because these are feelings that have driven me insane for like most of my life. And the book evolved a few times from even like when I pitched it, like when I wrote the proposal. It kind of initially was trying to be like, okay, this is why some people always feel awkward and this is why some people never do. And here's how you can be more like those people who never do. And it sort of became, as I wrote it, sort of more about understanding and accepting this uncomfortable feeling. Then by the end, it became a little bit about like appreciating the ridiculousness of being human. <laughs> so narrating my audiobook, I expected it to be hard. So I think the experience has met my expectations. I didn't expect my mouth to not cooperate as often as it does. Like, I'm seeing this word. I have pronounced this word. Say the word. <laughs> so that's been surprising, just this disconnect between, like, my brain and my and my mouth, <laughs> just not listening to each other. I used to work a lot with TV journalists, and it made me think about how, for print journalists, it's extremely important to spell people's names right. In this one class I had in college, my favorite professor, he would fail you automatically if you misspelled somebody's name. I guess something that surprised me because I wasn't expecting to think about this is TV journalists must have the same thing, but for pronunciations of names. Like for me, it's like, well, I spelt it right. There you go. But if you pronounce a name wrong, you got the name wrong. So there are so many words and phrases I don't know how to pronounce. Like anytime anything is like borrowed from another language. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> do I know how to say that? Like, I don't even know if I could still say it. Like, raison, raison d'etre. That's like a French phrase that, like, I can write confidently. I know what that means. But saying it, I'm like, oh, no, that's in French. I'm going to sound dumb, which I guess is a the theme of the book anyway. So, <laughs> Actually, the parts of the book that I enjoyed writing the most and kind of have enjoyed reading the most are the parts where I kind of went and saw something or went and like, you know, did something and interacted with other people. And so there's some kind of like dialogue in the book. And that's been the most fun to do. And I think that's been the parts that have worked the best, maybe partially because I went over those parts so many times and read them out loud so many times as I was writing. But on the other, on the flip side, you know, this book is a nonfiction book that deals with a lot of psychological science research. And every time I quote from an academic journal, I'm like, oh, gosh, like, <laughs> that's so wordy. That's <laughs> oh, why, that's so boring. Why did I do that? I quote in the book my experience with this stage show called Mortified, which is this ridiculous thing that I participated in for the book where people get up on stage and read from their teenage journals. And I did the show. So when I come across those parts I like performed that piece on stage and I practiced that a million times. So those parts just feel really practiced and I could probably say them by heart. And also, I just think it's funny. My dream narrator, I've been thinking about this. This is partially because I have seen Lady Bird too many times, but I think I have to go with Saoirse Ronan 
But I would ask her to keep her Irish accent for this. She makes everything sound so elegant and so interesting. Like even the way she says, um, she says, em, and it sounds so cute and so <laughs> just intriguing. The only specific book I can remember, though, is The Hobbit, my mom reading that to us, which was like one of her favorite books. And I think she read it to us because we were like, you know, young kids watching the Disney Channel a lot. And they were like playing commercials for this Hobbit cartoon. And we wanted to watch that. And she just refused to let us watch it because she was like, no, you have to read it. You have to picture the characters in your mind. You have to picture all the, the happenings in your mind for yourself. And so then... We were probably a little too young to read it for ourselves, so she read it to us. I think it's so smart for writers to always be in the habit of reading their work aloud, which I did, but kind of wish I had done once more when we were all through the copy edits and all through the proofreads. I mean, that's like just a good piece of writing advice because sometimes, you know, you're writing something and it's technically correct and it gets the idea across, but you read it aloud and to your ear. It just doesn't sound natural. It doesn't sound how people actually talk and communicate. So yeah, it's, it's great writing advice. And then that actually makes it a lot easier to read it aloud because you've already done it. So I listened to tons of audiobooks. And a while ago, right around the time when Carrie Fisher passed away, I read everything of hers I could get my hands on. A bunch of her books like Wishful Drinking and The Princess Diarist and Electroshock. I listened to those because they're kind of like memoirs, and she did like a stage show of Wishful Drinking too, so I thought it would be a a fun experience to listen to. And something really funny about those books is she's reading and like she like laughs at her own jokes. It's really endearing. This is the author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.